we have a panel of nine people telling the world, uh, or I say the world, America, what a woman can and cannot do with their body. And it's just like, it's a disheartening. And when you have five judges that all think the same, you can do a lot of damage with that, especially whenever it's overturning human rights like this. That's scary, but also the very impressionable people, the ones that talk really well, and then yeah. they persuade somebody to look on their end or to vote the same way that they did. Welcome to the initiative where we talk about how kings can grow together and take the conversation to the next level. My name is Gabe. And I'm Skylar. This is the King's Initiative. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Uh we're back. Back at it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, this one's this one's tough a little bit, right? It is a little tough, um, but I think it's only right. I mean, and uh, we did take a little siesta, a little summer siesta. So I think we need to start off, come back with a bang. So um, definitely, definitely think this one's needed for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and I guess we'll just open with, you know, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Um, this is what we love to do. And this is why we're doing it for you guys. Um, you guys keep on coming back. So we just love that aspect of it. And so as much as you're going to come back, we're going to keep on talking. So <laughs> yes, sir, even yes, if sir. there's only one of you listening, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to break it to them on what today is about? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Roe v. Wade decision um, and kind of how we've seen this affect um, the women in our life and the women nationally and just um, kind of what that means going forward for men. Um, and that's why I felt it was important for us to talk about it. Awesome. 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 Um, so uh, you're you're the you're the political guy. You're the <laughs> guy to talk to on this. Um, the guy. I guess I want to I want to know like what is Roe v. Wade? Explain it in like the most simplest terms to somebody that doesn't know what it is, and then what has transpired throughout the years, and then what just happened a couple of days ago. Yeah, so a Roe v. Wade, um, just to generalize it, um, was a case um, that happened Roe versus Wade um, in 1973. It was one. It was one of the landmark cases, and that's why it's referred to a lot. As in the Supreme Court, whenever there's a case that ultimately decides something um, huge, it's kind of a foundation to where we're going to make decisions um, after that. Um, and the Supreme Court uh, uh, ruled that the Constitution of the United States truly protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. Um, and that is, you know, the premise of what Roe v. Wade um, was protecting. Um, obviously, it protected a whole lot more. Um, but just to kind of give a generalization of what Roe v. Wade is. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I guess, do you know where like it originated from? Like what, what state, I guess, this is where it came from? Yeah, so I mean, uh, it happened in the district attorney of Dallas County is where the case happened. Got you. Um, and uh, so the due process clause of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides a fundamental right 
to privacy that protects a woman's liberty to abort her fetus. Um, this right is not absolute and has to be balanced against the government's interest in protecting women's health and protecting prenatal life. Texas statutes making it a crime to procure an abortion violated this right. So this is why um, this case happened um, was because Texas was not allowing, I think, Roe to Jane Roe to have an abortion. Right, right. And uh, from doing my research earlier on, um, I actually realized that Jane Roe wasn't her actual name. You know, it was an alias. Uh, Well, that makes sense because, you know, it was just protecting her, um, her, her identity in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was McCorvey. uh, I do believe that was her last name. So. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I guess. And for, for the people that doesn't know or aren't politically um, indulged, kind of like you are, um, mm-hmm. why why is overturning this like a, the biggest thing? Like, why why is this like headlines right now? It's big right now because it takes away um, the federal protection of the right to abortion and it puts it in the hands of states. And when that happens and when you have very conservative states like Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, these just like central states, it puts uh, puts the power in their hands. And often whenever um, they're ruled, the women that are affected in the state feel it real in real time because the effect, like in some states, as soon as Roe v. Wade was overturned, abortion was banned in that state, like the very second. And it caused a lot of problems, especially within um, the hospitals. Um, that women were needing some of these treatments, um, even life-saving treatments, because an abortion always doesn't happen because I don't want this kid happens because it's either me or the kid. And we have to make that decision. Um, And because of that, it caused a lot of problems through the channel. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I'm, I, when I was doing my research earlier, um, it does say that, you know, Roe claims, you know, absolute privacy rights. And one of those rights um, was the abortion is absolute and, and a person is entitled to end a pregnancy over time uh, for any reason and any way that they choose. So that is one of those ways that if it was a complication of birth between, you know, mother and child and a mother was to, you know, be flatlined basically um in order for them to save the woman they would abort the baby regardless of what would happen to the baby is it am am i am i understanding that right yeah yeah exactly yeah perfect perfect um so i guess the the next question is is when does life begin then like when when is the abortion considered correct time um whether it be you know in different cultures or different circumstances of, you know, uh, religion and beliefs um, to even just America in general. Like, what is the standard of life? Like, walk me through that. Yeah, so that is definitely a loaded question. (laughs) And, and, And I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like, you, you nailed it. I think when you were, you were answering, like, it all depends on your belief system. Um, I mean, a, fetus doesn't have cognitive thoughts so at what point are we um giving a fetus rights or a right to life um when we know 
for a fact that it can't have cognitive th- cognitive thoughts until it is uh, physically born. So what I mean, when are we gonna classify that as um, a human being? Even though I mean, it and it is growing inside of a of a person of a woman. Um, that's just a tough question. I mean, yeah. what what are you thinking? To be honest, I took anatomy and physiology. So I have mm-hmm. a lot of scientific background on yeah. just this uh, subject and matter. Okay. Um, female reproduction. That was basically what every anatomy physiology, you know, course was they, they're given. They're gonna they're gonna say reproduction. So yeah. I actually have a timetable and I wrote okay. it down. Um, so day one, and these are gonna be very off the wall names like only the medical people are going to understand this. Um, yeah. So the first day is the zygote. The second to fourth day is the morola. The fourth to fifth day is the blastocyst. The fifth to seventh day is the implementing of the blastocyst. And then the 15th to 17th day, which is around two weeks, is the trilaminar embryonic dist, which is the gastrola, a.k.a. the embryo. And that's mm-hmm. important. So yeah. that that's that's truly when everything is developed and then you get into the ninth week which is the pre-viable fetus mm-hmm. and you get the 22nd week which is the viable fetus and then around 38 weeks is the the birth of the child yeah um so within that you get the first trimester second trimester and third trimester right so in, yeah in retrospect what what is my opinion or what is my view on when when is something is living or when is not living when is it has you know cognitive thoughts like you said or when when is it just a human being sure <laughs> and, I, and i would i would almost argue my personal opinion it's in that 15 to 17th day mm-hmm. it's really early on in the stage um just because that's when education has told me right sure this is this is when it's exactly the point when it 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 is alive you know Mm -hmm. it is growing um now is that right or is that wrong technically we still argue in it today because there's (laughs) so many controversy choices sure sure you know um but just from an educational standpoint college education this is what it tells me yeah yeah of course yeah um and and you're right, man. I that is a question that um, has been argued for a long time. I mean, since the, probably this case, or even before this case, you know. Um, however, I don't like even if life um, starts at the 15 days or the 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 first trimester. Which would that be? The first trimester. The first trimester is, um, yes, yes, the, the 15th to 17th day, that's still in the first trimester. Okay. Or, you know, the second trimester or, you know, I guess that is where it's none of my business at that point because it's, to me, it's like it's up to the woman's discretion at that point. Like, gotcha. what are you going, like, what is best for your body? I I have never been able to physically grow a human inside me. I will never be able to physically, I will never know what that's like. And so for me to be like, to put a restriction on when they can make a choice about their body is where I'm like kind of fidgety on like, maybe I don't want to (laughs) like indulge myself in when I should or should not. 
Um, so this is where you draw on the line. Yeah. This, yeah. This okay. is where I'm like, I don't know when I should say, you know, because yeah, it definitely has a heartbeat. What, what I mean, you're this kind of the more scientific guy at 15 days. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. That's when the embryo has officially started. Yeah. And then, or so been, I guess not started, uh, been, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, <laughs> whenever been, it's, it's been created. Formed, it's been yeah. Created. Yeah. Whatever. Whenever it's been formed. It's so, been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. And this is why we need to talk about it because um, obviously we're in this state of it's overturned now. There's no more arguing, arguing what, where is it at? Where are we standing? Because now it's up to the states. It's up to the discretion of the states and what they choose to do with this information. And so, yeah, how man. many, how many states do you think will, will have abortion laws, uh, restrictions? Yeah. Um, so if you look on the map of who voted conservative or voted Republican, where the majority was Republican, and you go back to 2020, those are the states that will most likely um, ban abortion in their states. And there was a lot of them. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of states that yeah. that voted because the most of the clump come from the bigger cities on the East Coast and the West Coast that do vote, tend to vote blue. And so, but that's cities, that's not states. So a lot of states will have outlawed abortion. No, okay, okay. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, like I said, I think it's, I think it's, um, not, not my choice or my say as far as when to tell a woman, um, what to do with her body, how I feel about Oklahoma and Texas and Arkansas returning. It makes me kind of sick. It's like, we have a panel of nine people telling the world, uh, or I say the world, America, what a woman can and cannot do with their body. And it's just like, it's a disheartening that we've gotten to this point that they have so much power. And it's like, and I've always said that the Supreme court is the most dangerous branch of government or the judicial branch is the most dangerous branch of government because of that fact that they can do these things, especially whenever the power is shifted so far into one direction, we have five, it was a five to four decision on the overturning. And when you have five judges that all think the same, you can do a lot of damage with that, especially whenever it's overturning human rights like this. I'm glad that you said that um, because I came across that same mindset because nine people decided the fate of this one law for how many people that live in America. Right. That's scary. And, yeah. I'm, and we call this a Democratic Republican country public yeah yeah um yeah republic republican see, <laughs> see you know what I mean? yes, um, yes no yeah of course essentially i'm thinking i'm like wow imagine when you get like-minded people around us what they're able to do kind of like you said but also the very impressionable people the ones that talk really well and then yeah. they persuade somebody to look on their end or to vote the same way that they did. Yeah. That is scary. Humans yeah. have emotions. And the way most people work is they work off emotion. Or I yeah. would say a lot, a lot of Americans work off emotion. Uh, yeah. Very rarely do you actually see somebody um, do the facts or do do the scientifics. You know, very, very rarely do you come across somebody like that. 
Yeah. Um, that's why I tried to do my best, my due diligence. When I, when I talk yeah. about certain things, I want to make sure that I get every dotted I and uh, a T crossed. Um, yeah. So I, I just think that that's, that's scary to have nine yeah. people decide something as big of a magnitude as this one. Now, am I saying, am I pro-choice or am I pro-life? I also believe that I don't really have any skin in the game. Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to tell somebody that what they can do or not do with their body? Right. Off of my belief, because I believe a certain way. And yeah. just because I may think it's wrong in a way doesn't mean that I should vote a certain way or sure. make you not do the thing that I think that you should do. You yeah. have a power of choice. And mm-hmm. that's what you're taking away from the American people. You're taking away the power of choice. Yeah. In 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 retrospect of you think it's the best for them. Yeah. How do you how do you know what's best for them? Each, right. each person is an individual and they work a different way. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's and that's my my issue with the yeah. whole ordeal. Yeah. No, I love that. I'm glad you said that because it, it is real pretty much nine people decided that women couldn't make the best judgment for themselves and their own bodies. And that is a disgrace. That's just like a disgrace to all women. Like you're telling not uh, all these women in that live in America that they don't know what's best for their own body. And it's just like, geez, like, can you imagine if they try to do that to us men? Like they're, they tried to bestow some kind of, restriction on us like the they, out they, the outrage the they, testosterone we'd be like they ain't no no <laughs> like okay okay let's talk about that then yeah that's exactly why they're able to do it to them mm-hmm. it's because what i feel is that it, you felt that exactly when you said that i felt they ain't happening try it yeah yeah try it try, try I, I, yeah I'll buzz down your door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just it's just that mentality, the man mentality. And I I want to make sure that I'm I'm still spreading love in this moment because sure. I want to I make sure that I like anything that I say, I don't want you to think negatively of the situation. Now you could think negatively about me. I, I don't care. Like if you don't like me, you don't like me. I don't care. But about the situation itself. Mm-hmm. If if it has a negative connotation already, I know for a fact in my mind, I'm like, you ain't going to make me do anything that I don't want to do because yeah. I have a freedom that I was mm-hmm. born into because yeah. it's a citizenship of America. And right. yeah, we have laws to make yeah. sure that we're the best abiding citizen. You shouldn't mm-hmm. go out the street and you shouldn't blast somebody with an AK. That is yeah. horrible and horrendous. Yeah, just to even think like that. But there are evil people in this world. Yeah. And at the same time, those laws are implemented to make sure that we do the best we can as humans, especially here in America. I think yeah. there's an agenda. And this is this is I'm, I might get called out for this one. There's an agenda <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> and I, the crazy thing is, I'm not scared to say something like this. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're already doing this episode. man. Bro, so there's an no turning there's, back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's an agenda that some elites have, and yep. they push their own agenda to make sure that they have what they need to for the next 25 years, 30 plus years. 
Um, uh-huh. And it's sad because yep. who really hurts? And I yep. think we, we kind of talked about this. Who, who is this really hurting? The, yep. the abortion law, what's happening? Who, who, who is that going to affect the most? Yeah, the minority black Latinos of uh, women, the, the, poor, the poor women that, that don't know any better. Um, I, I would even go further and even say some some uh, Caucasians as well. Some yeah. Some- oh well, yeah, yeah. Just the just that minority of women who um, maybe live um, paycheck to pay, a single mother, or um, just that those women who don't have access to the resources that wealthy women have mm-hmm. um, are the ones who are going to be yeah severely affected by this. For sure, for sure. Um, and I guess my my manhood is coming out now that i'm thinking more about it and this is not saying for the married men that you know they're trying and then there's complications or stuff like that and you know you have to you know abort the baby in in a a such a way like i'm i'm not talking to those people i'm talking to the people that are out there walling out and doing such odd things and doing the nasty at two o'clock in the morning and then not coming and in, in responsibility to what you have to do because you made a choice and yep. saying oh you could just do whatever you know what i mean yeah I, like that that's that's my that's my other side of the view of yeah. saying now abortion is not in the same realm of that yeah does, yeah. does that kind of make sense of where yeah. i'm trying to go no for sure and it definitely is a cop out and the thing that that gets me with that is that abortion already in itself is dangerous and what we did, what they did by outlawing abortion or putting it in the hands of the states to be more accurate is they made it even more dangerous because aborting, a, having an abortion in itself um, was already dangerous. But there's going to be women that die who are going to try to get an abortion regardless, who are they're going to try to do it themselves or whatever. And no, for sure, I feel like it's a cop out whenever, uh, you know, they're like, oh, it was a mess up, whatever. But then again, I guess that doesn't really affect my life in a sense, in an instance, because I'm like, it is still your choice at that point to have that cop out. But should we teach responsibility? Should that be at the forefront of what we're doing? Should we have sex education at a younger age? Yes. Should we do more for the foster fostering kids getting them into homes should we have more funding for that yes because if i mean there's a whole lot more things we can do than outlaw a procedure that just like the argument about guns if they can't do it legally they're gonna do it illegally yeah i hear that argument all the time like why don't we outlaw guns well the bad guys are going to be able to get them anyways well they're going to try to get abortions illegally anyways mm-hmm. so you can't really stop it, but what you did is stop it from being safe. Okay, so, so I want to I want to read something to you on the illegal side of it. Um, so real quick, Roe v. Wade in 1973 lawsuit was famously led by the Supreme Court making a ruling of abortion rights. Jane Roe, um, aka McCormby, something like that, um, an unmarried pregnant woman filed a suit on behalf of herself and others to challenge the Texas abortion law. A Texas doctor joined Rose lawsuit, arguing that the state's abortion law were too vague for doctors to follow. He had previously been arrested for violating statute. At that time, abortion was illegal in Texas unless it was done to save a mother's life 
it was a crime to get an abortion or attempt an abortion. This is coming from, you know, Texas. And then you keep on reading down and it says right here, it says over 1 million illegal abortions performed in the U.S. annually. After Roe, that number remained around 1 million performed legally. So in that sense, I would I would say that people are going to do whatever they want to do anyways. Why not try to implement the best possible solution, like you were saying, education, doing more for the foster kids, or doing more at as far as contraception goes? Mm-hmm. Why not implement something like that as opposed to just outwriting the law in general? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I was going with that. Yeah, I yeah. Know, I know that there's tons of other facts and you know, yeah articles so, that you could read. Yeah. Here. So I did have uh, the statistic of how many women actually die a year from unsafe or illegal abortions, and, and how many is this? This is according to WHO. So the World Health Organization said that at least 22,800 women die annually as a result of complications of unsafe abortions. And between 2 million and 7 million women each year survive unsafe abortions, but sustain long-term damage or diseases um, such as infection, sepsis, bleeding, or other injuries. So 2 million to 7 million women, that's a lot of women. That is Um, a lot of women. So, I mean, that just gives you some perspective on, like you said, they're going to still try to do it anyways. It's, you can't stop people from, from doing things. You right. really can't. If they, if they want to do something, um, and like you said, a, a psycho uh, evil person going into a school, you don't know what people are going to do. Like, they're just going to do these things. And we have to implement the best and safest way And a lot of that comes through education or through health practices. Give women the best possible facilities um, to be able to be safe because you may not know someone um, or you may know someone who's gone through that. And I mean, I'm sure it's a traumatic experience whether they wanted to go through this or not. And so I really feel for this one, for those women. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, like I said, why are we talking about this? Why is this important to talk about? Um, Even though, like you said, we don't have no skin in the game. I I truly believe that because I don't have a say in it, that it should be talked about. Because there's a lot of people talking about it that shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And again, I think it's because they have taken this ride away from women. And it's and I am a friend to women. <laughs> I I have a daughter. I have a wife. I have a mother. I have a sister. I have cousins who are women. They I just have women in my life, and I'm like they literally said that these women can't speak for themselves, um, or make decisions for themselves, even if they're on either side. Is just like kind of enraged me. Yeah, it kind of upset me in a way of like, okay, if they can't, if they can't speak for themselves, then men should rally behind them and protect them and do what men are, you know, supposed to do and, and help women 
uh, be safe because I, I mean, if those are already the numbers of how many women have unsafe abortions, this is just going to hike that number up. Yeah. Um, and you know, it could be, it could be a sad scenario. How many of those nine were men? Uh, so is it half or is it more? I mean, if it's five, then that's more. You got me there because I think it's, um, let me see. I don't know all the justices by name and I think it is. So one, two, three, four, five, six of them are men and only three are women. And the two women, two women were against it. And then one was for it was for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was for the overturning of Roe v. Wade to be. So even, even if we just took the women's vote, it was two to Mm -hmm. one, two to one. And so it would have not have been overturned. Correct. Yeah. So I guess that's just validation for my point. Yeah. I think it should dive in. This is something that that I think that where the justice system kind of falls a little bit short and lackluster is that stuff like this, maybe it should be a little bit more demographic. That's the word. Yeah. For it. Okay. It, it, yeah. So now now you see what's happening. It's all the demons. <laughs> see, you know? and and it's it's coming from a brother of faith. Like yeah. I, I have a lot of faith in you know I have relationship with you know with the higher power with god with and in this respect it would be you know ashua jesus like yeah that dude um and it's there's a negative connotation on just christianity in general um and i don't even like to call myself a christian anymore i just like to Mm. say i'm a brother with faith and i have a relationship with god yeah and in this instance exactly this instance it's the Christians that are getting ridiculed or they're the ones that are the bad guys because they're the ones that are making this situation radical. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it shouldn't have ever been together. Whatever happened to the separation of church and state. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the driving mechanism. One of the driving mechanisms of why this got overturned. Yep. Yep. And and just go to go back to your point of um, emotions and, and people making decisions based off emotions. Um, at some point, we're making people are human and they're making decisions based off religious beliefs. But at that point, you're enforcing your beliefs when you would do that on everybody else. And you have to remain neutral in the situation. And yes, you believe a certain way. But whenever you try to impose your beliefs on everybody in this country, when we were founded on religious freedom, um, meaning you could choose to go to church, you could choose not to go to church, you could choose to be Buddhist, Muslim, whatever. Yeah. Um, th- there's a problem with that. And so, no, I definitely get it. And separation of church and state um, isn't really a thing, especially whenever these laws are being overturned. And Christians are waving victory flags as though this is a victory for the church when, in fact, it was the complete opposite. Um, just from that passage I read to you yesterday, yeah. and I kind of want to read it. Should I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Read it for the people. Yeah, so read this passage, and it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and it said, a friend's post yesterday said, today's Supreme Court 
decision was a major win for God, meaning the overturning of Roe v. Wade. A win for God, I immediately thought, does he think our God is so feeble that he needs a panel of nine men and women to affirm him and bestow favor on him? Regardless of where you stand on the issue of abortion, yesterday's decision has proven to be a terrible day for God and his church. Why? Because so many of the people that make up his church are deciding to act anything but Christ-like. Scripture says, they will know you are my disciples by your love. By your love, not your memes, not your posturing, not your gloating, not your politics, but by your love. On the day the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, so many in the church began waving victory flags for Jesus while the enemy was using your their actions to turn more and more people off of God. This wasn't a win for the church. In fact, I believe history will show that this decision was a tipping point for the downfall of church attendance and effectiveness. No one on the opposite side of the decision felt the love, compassion, and ministry of Jesus yesterday or that day. No one. Let me be blunt. If you are a Christian who believes in God, who will condemn people to hell for not believing in him, and you are choosing to spew hate and vile towards people who disagree with you, then you, my friend, have more blood on your hands than any person who has chose to get an abortion. It's time for the separation of church and hate. The church is the, high, the richest organization in the world. They have more money than Apple, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. If the church really cared about babies, they could do something about it. I'm hoping when I attend church on Sunday, there is a line around the corner for the church to volunteer to adopt and foster. That's what you do when you really care about babies. I hope there are special offerings taken on Sunday to raise money for diapers, formula, babysitting, and therapy, because that's what you do when you really care about babies. I hope every church that offers preschool will now do so at no charge, because that's what you do when you really care about babies. Where is the love and compassion for women? Where is the Christ-like behavior? Where is the empathetic understanding that this decision, even if you agree with it, has placed real fear in the hearts of so many? Church, remember why you exist. It's not so you can consistently get your way politically. It's so you can introduce people to a God who loves and cares for them. It's time to confuse people on where you stand politically and give them the unconditional grace that God gave to you. You only have one life. Make it count. That's so, good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. And the first time that you read that to me, man, um, I legitimately thought before they got all um, spirituality on you and, you know, Christian on you uh, when mm -hmm. you were reading it, I literally thought in my mom, my mind, I'm like, oh, that's a Christian or that's, that's mm -hmm. somebody that loves God. That that's yeah. somebody that has a relationship with Jesus. Like yeah. that was that was my first initial take on it. And then mm -hmm. secondly, I thought, where is that person going to church? Like if, <laughs> if anywhere, yeah, anybody needs to go to that church because if that person is still wanting to go to church that mm -hmm. next day, yeah, to, to that same to that same building, there's yeah. something good happening from the pastor, and he's getting a word that is conveying to his congregation. So yeah. I would say that would be a church to go to. Yeah. Um, and not to bash any other church, but I'm just saying I can agree with a statement like that. And I sure. would I would personally want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure, man. 
Um, and I think, yeah, I think it had a lot of what is lacking today in the Christian world, and that's grace and compassion um, and understanding. Um, a lot of it has been inter intermingled with this idea that politics and um, or conservatism and Christianity are one in one, and that's not that's not real. This is it's been I don't know what where we or this idea came from, but that's not that's not real whatsoever. And so um, it's hard whenever you can't distinguish the two of, OK, are you being politically or are you being a Christian? Because that's not Christianity or that's not what God says in the Bible. Um, and I mean, he really he really teaches and pushes love. And this has this does not have love at all um, written on it. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And not to get too like spirituality on anybody, you know, because that's that's yeah. the one thing that we don't want to force on anybody just because, yeah. you know, we have faith in this brother named Jesus doesn't yeah. mean that we're forcing it on you. And yeah. I just want, I just want to make that disclaimer right quick. Cause it, yeah, people can get it misconstrued and like, sure. Oh, he's, he's a Christian or he's, he's categorized in a box. He only thinks a certain way. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, not right. at least in my mind, you know what I yeah. mean? I, I yeah. think, I think a way of love and compassion and to love your neighbor, like as you love yourself, because that's what I was taught biblically. And not only that, I was taught that as a younger age too. Like, right. don't go up and smack somebody if you don't want to get smacked. It was just <laughs> yeah, regular stuff that it was it was inhumane to do something like that. And when we talk about abortion, part of it is an agenda that is inhumane because when it when when you're talking about just doing it just to do it, that's where it raises concern for me, mm -hmm. as opposed to if it's a life or death situation, if there's complications, if there's an infection, or if there's something that's, you know, not going specifically right, mm -hmm. um, then, then there's a problem. And that's where I would draw my line. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I do know that there's, there are people out there that has had abortion that, that I know of. Um, I won't name them on air, but um, that, was, that was something that, that was a personal choice for them. Um, mm -hmm. and whatever that they did a long time ago, or even recently, um, you know, I, I stand with you on your decision. I, I'm not ridiculing you of your decision. I just want to let you know that right now. Um, and I, I don't want to send out hate towards you. Cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to hate anybody. You know what I mean? Um, for your decisions. Um, and that's, and that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I am one who, um, I guess, uh, like you said, don't, I don't want to, you know, portray my beliefs on anybody. Um, I'm just going to share my beliefs. And if you agree with them, great. If you don't, great. I'm, I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh, you don't agree with me. Suck. Um, that's not who I am. Um, I'm one to be able to have a civil discussion, uh, a roundtable discussion, and and make some progress in the right direction. That's okay for all of us, not just for a few. Um, and I think that um, that's the opposite of what happened when this was overturned. This was a win for a certain amount of people and not as a whole. 
Um, and that is where we are seeing the, the tear um, um, in America grow even further. Um, no, I get so, that. I get that. Yeah. Um, have you, have you seen that one picture of those three guys um, standing at a fence and one guy's really tall, one guy's like average and the other guy's really short. And then they yeah. give them all the same boxes. And, yeah. and at that point, well, the, the, the guy benefited from it the most, the tallest guy, the, the average guy, he kind of saw, but didn't okay. really see. And then the, the short guy didn't really get to see it all because he was still short. Yeah. I'm going with this is that that's equality, right? Equality across the board. If I get the exact same thing that that's what we get. Yeah. I would argue that it's equity is what mm -hmm. we're really searching for. We're searching yep. for something that gives us a flat line so that everybody can benefit from it. Now, I'm not saying not give the tall guy a step stool or anything to see over this tall fence. What I'm saying is that, that maybe there are others that need a little bit more help. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a testament to somebody that, that comes from no, nothing. You know, uh, sure. we have family members that have come from nothing. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a little help. Now, yeah. did we put ourselves in that situation uh, some of those times? Yes. You know, yep. uh, not everybody's perfect. Um, and those times we shouldn't have got any help. You know, I'm sure. Raise my hand. Scouts honor. I'll be like, nope. Uh, OK, I get it now. Yeah. Um, but there are other times I don't know, like I, we, we wish we needed a little help. And this actually sets everybody back. Yeah. Yeah. A standard that I don't think anybody really wants to live in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my opinion. Yeah. So. No, of course. And and what scares me is it sets precedent for um, what else are they going to overturn? Yeah. They went after um, women and uh, and Roe v. Wade. But what is next on their agenda? Is it rights for minorities? Is it overturning things that wouldn't you wouldn't think they could overturn like the right to to vote for um you know for minorities or the right for you know just basic human rights that we thought we were over as gun, gun laws done. next I, I mean what do you what do you mean by gun laws like like um outlawing like the, them or yeah 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 like not doing away with them like nobody can have them anymore oh no 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 that is far from the agenda because the ones who are overturning it, uh, who overturned Roe v. Wade, are part of that conservative um, spectrum, and the and the conservatives are the ones who are more for guns. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so but I don't. If think... anything, it would be more applicable to get a gun. Yes, it'd be so easier. It would be more constitutionally, um, like like it is in Oklahoma. Constitutional like, carry like and Oprah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in that direction, as as far as that, you I could I could maybe see that. Um, as far as, but I'm talking about more so for human rights, like, um, and I don't know. It just is like it was Roe v. Wade just standing in the way of what else they want to breed uh, overturn. Um, is and, it is it all smoke? Is it, is it smoke and fire? Is it, are we looking over here while they're doing something in the back end? Is that, is that what you're trying to get to? Yeah, fire? yeah. May, there is maybe something bigger that they want to overturn, but Roe v. Wade was kind of standing in the way. But Roe v. Wade was such a huge one. Um, 
uh, uh, but is there a even bigger one like like i don't even know like the right to vote <laughs> um unless you own property or whatever you know like some like old law that you know um where they where they would make it harder Remember and that's, you know, that you goes know, way back exactly i mean and i might be speaking out of pocket here but it's just like at some point i like at what point like are we not gonna you know speak out of pocket because they're definitely out of pocket for overturning this in my opinion okay. um so i don't know so yeah so that's just that's just where my mind goes on on when when this happened so yeah yeah okay no i get it i get it and i know this was like a a very quick uh episode to talk about something like this i know that we could dive in uh so much deeper i think it needs part two yeah i think, I think it I- needs a little bit more dissecting I think that it also needs a woman's touch to this. And so you never know. And I think um, we're giving our perspective as as men. So I don't I don't know. So we'll see. I think you're right, though. I think it de- definitely needs more, um, more content, more, more dialogue and more um, insider on, on exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, most of most of um so we love you guys for tuning in um and we will see you next time all right i'll catch you on the next episode (laughs) peace and love y'all king's initiative podcast was created and produced by gabriel morales and skylar rodriguez peace and love kings catch you on the next episode of king's initiative